where 54 have 4.5 million in savings but don't know how to withdraw it in retirement. What should we do? This is an article that came across our desk from MarketWatch, and this is what we're talking about today. Welcome back to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast, everyone. We're glad to have you back with us. Uh, the, the topic of conversation today is all around this article uh, about a, a couple who wants to retire early, and they've got the assets, but they just don't know how to withdraw. They don't know what to be thinking about. And, you know, this article, forget about the dollar amount of what they have saved. It resonated strongly with Raiden and myself because this is what we talk about every single day. How do you build a plan that's going to last the next 30 some odd years of your life and take care of your family? And what are the things that we need to be thinking about uh, when we're planning for retirement, the strategies that we want to implement from a withdrawal perspective, from a legacy perspective, all these different things are things that we like to think about. And I think the article, uh, it's a, it's one of those articles where they, they wrote in the question and they got a response from a journalist to help them get on the right path. But the ultimate response from the journalist was, hey, every person's situation is different. And so you really should sit down and talk to someone so that they can look at you as an individual versus trying to use all these rules of thumbs and doing it yourself. So I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Um, you know, I think there's going to be some key takeaways there. Uh, and always, if you enjoy our podcast and you think that it is a five-star level type of podcast, please give us that rating. Uh, no matter where you listen to us, um, give us a rating. And, and also, if you think your friends and family would benefit from it, feel free to share it. We would love that. Uh, and we know some of our listeners, they, they like listening, but they also love reading. And so we also have this episode uh, in a blog format as well. You can go find that at www.pomwealth.net forward slash blog, and it's going to be right there for you. Uh, but before we get started, a quick little disclosure for you. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high-achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. Um, my name is Merce Tariq uh, with Peace of Mind Wealth Management. Uh, my partner, Raiden Stansel, usually joins me on this podcast, but he is out today taking a nice break that he deserves. So you've got just me today. Um, but I've got a great topic for you. Actually, you know, one of my routines, one of the things that I think Raiden and I both do is the first thing we do when we log in or check our phones in the morning is we look at MarketWatch. Uh, I think every advisor has their website that they go to. For us, it's it's MarketWatch. Uh, MarketWatch is full of a bunch of different articles, but also it gives us a little bit of a uh, an idea as to where the markets are, different things that we watch there. Um, but Yahoo Finance, Google Finance, all these websites work well. We just happen to pick MarketWatch. But 
what is on that website is an article that I wanted to discuss with you today. Uh, and I'll read you the headline um, directly from marketwatch.com. The article is called, uh, We're 54, have four and a half million in savings, but don't know how to withdraw it in retirement. What should we do? So they have a column uh, called Help Me Retire, and people will write in questions and explain what their question is. And then there's a journalist who kind of uh, use, will make some comments on it and things they want to think about. And I thought this article was very interesting just because, you know, it's it's things that we talk about all the time. And we know that you have these questions. We know our clients have these questions. And our, our job and our goal is to educate as best as we can on, well, what is the proper process? There is no perfect answer for everyone. And the, I think the person that wrote the article does a good job here of saying, hey, you know, every situation is different. Every family is different. So you got to, you really want to maybe sit down with someone or at least think this through from a lot of different angles. And that's what, that's what we try to do as financial advisors and, and fiduciaries is we want to look at every family individually rather than trying to base something off of a rule of thumb. Uh, so let me just dive into the article and then I've got some commentary for you. Um, basically, here's what the, the person wrote uh, to to MarketWatch. They said, Dear MarketWatch, my wife and I are both 54 years old and have accumulated a taxable account totaling $2.3 million and retirement asset, assets totaling $2.2 million. We hope to retire at 55, so a year from, from now, they're 54, and we are wondering about the best way to take our distributions. Clearly, we will not touch the qualified money until we have reached age 59 and a half. He also goes on to say, I understand the 4% rule, but when it comes to taking money, is it better to have a set monthly, quarterly, or annual withdrawal, or is it better to take a lump sum? I can see myself going crazy trying to time the market tops in order to take distributions. I was planning to take money off the table after the peak in 2021. I purposely held out until 2022 for tax purposes, and he says, and that backfired. Is the best course of action to set it and forget it on a monthly, quarterly, or annual basis? So the bulk of this person's question is really around the withdrawal strategy and really the withdrawal frequency, but there are so many things that I take away from this article, and and just I, I want you to look at it from a financial advisor's perspective of, well, it's not just how do we start withdrawing. Uh, I, we'll get to that answer, and we'll we'll think that through, but we need to take a few steps back here. And from our perspective, if you've been listening to us long enough, you know that we like to start everything with this idea or concept of a retirement-focused financial plan. Um, because it, it's, it's interesting, right? You grow, you, you grow up and you, you've been told to just save, save as much as you can, dump money into all these different types of accounts, retirement accounts, which like 401ks, 403bs, 457s, individual retirement accounts like IRAs and Roth accounts, and then non-retirement accounts like brokerage accounts, build up the emergency fund, all these different things, right? Invest in life insurance, uh, pay off the mortgage, all these different rules of thumb that we've been told. We get down the path in our careers and all of a sudden, now it's coming, we've, we're exiting that accumulation phase of life and we are entering now the distribution phase or the de-accumulation phase where what you've got, what you've got, essentially, and you have to now make it work. And in the case of the 55-year-old, they have to make it work for a very, very long time. They're retiring a bit earlier than most, but you know, you got to make it last for 30, 40, 50 years. 
And so that's where one, the anxiety starts to come and the stress around, did I do a good enough job uh, saving? Did I do a good enough job properly planning for this distribution phase? And so, and go back to the number, right? They've got a total of four and a half million. Not that that number is arbitrary, but I will say that we see families with much less, we see families with much more, and the worry is still the same. Do I have enough and how do we actually do this and what do I need to be thinking about? So go back to the person's question. It was really around, how do I start withdrawing? And I think uh, the, the the person who responded to the article, the, the columnist, um, brought up the first uh, comment was around the 4% rule. Because the, the person who wrote in the question says, I understand the 4% rule. By the way, if you're listening, the 4% rule is pretty sim- simple and it's designed to be simple. It's a rule of thumb. And what that is, is it says, if you withdraw 4% of your uh, assets on an annual basis, then you should be able to maintain your asset and you should have a higher probability of success for retirement planning. So for example, if you have a million dollars in an account and you limit your withdrawals to 4% or 40,000 a year out of that account, the idea is, is that the market growth is going to either do better than 4% over time or at least maintain at 4% over time so you're 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 make you're setting a plan that is uh somewhat predictable. Now, predictable is where uh the market doesn't allow for. Um 2022 the market was down uh 20 to 30% depending on which index you look at. Um 20 the pandemic year 2020, the market fell 34% in a matter of a few weeks, uh, go to 2008 scenarios that you've all lived through. 2018 had blips. Uh, what we know is that we are constantly going to see corrections, and we're constantly going to see uh, larger corrections. So, in that 10 to 20 to 30 percent sell-offs, uh, we see them on average every few years. And so, um, the four percent rule, while it is a rule of thumb and it has a lot of popularity to it, I would tell you that Ray and I we don't we don't fully agree with it. And I think there's a lot of people out there uh, that would say the same. And actually, Morningstar is a, a large company that does a lot of analytics. And they actually came out and said the 4% rule is a bit broken. Uh, this person actually references it in their response saying that really it's about 3.3%, not 4%. So what that is saying is that rates of return have gone down. Obviously, inflation has gone up. And so we can't rely on this rule of thumb that was built back when markets were averaging 7 to 10% easy returns where you could just buy something in the stock market and it's going to go up. Uh, I don't think we have those anymore in our future. And so that was one of the comments as well. Do you really want to be going off of the 4% rule, understanding that it's a rule of thumb? And the person goes on to kind of say, well, you should, it's a good rule of thumb to understand, but really you should be talking to a financial professional to help you think out not just a withdrawal strategy, but all the other pieces that come with it. Uh, and and the person that responded actually uh, made a comment towards this thing, which I think is very important, and we talk about it quite a bit. It's called sequence of returns risk. Uh, and so you can have great returns, but if you start your retirement and your withdrawal phase in a down scenario, so go back to 2022, uh we came off a great uh, 2019. The markets were up strongly. 2020, even during the pandemic, the markets were up strongly. 2021, uh, we're still in lockdown and the markets were up great. 
uh, enter 2022. And let's just say you said, hey, I've got my my balance has finally reached this peak that I wanted it to hit before I retire. I'm going to retire in January 2022. I retire. Uh, here's this thing called sequence of returns risk. Let's imagine that in January of 2022, you st- you decided or you came up with a number that I need to withdraw $5,000 a month to generate the income I need for retirement. And uh, that your balance is the highest it's ever been. And then what we know, what happened in 2022 is the markets fell 20%. Uh, the S&P 500 right around there. Uh, and it was a steady decline, a 12-month decline with really no recovery phases in, in the middle. It's just kind of top. It started up and went down for 12 straight months. If you look, go back and look at it, that's pretty much what it did. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, This is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. And so go go to the person that needs that 5,000 a month. Say they've got a million uh, at the beginning and then uh, the first month it falls, right? They withdraw their 5,000. The next month it continues to fall. They withdraw their 5,000. And you see where I'm getting at is that if, we are withdrawing while we are losing money in the markets. Our percentage of withdrawal becomes higher and higher on the total portfolio. The stress on the portfolio becomes higher, uh, and the ability for it to recover it makes it it becomes more difficult uh, because we're withdrawing on a down asset. So that's what sequence of returns risk is: is having uh, a scenario where you you could end up averaging a 6 or 7% rate of return, but if your first earlier years were down 5, 10, 15, 20, even though you ended up averaging a good return over time, those first few years are crucial to to starting off retirement and starting that withdrawing phase. And you can get into a situation where it makes it very difficult to come back off of that. And so having a a bit of a strategy in place for withdrawals, not just figuring out, hey, I'm going to take it from this account every month. Well, what is this account set up to do and what is the risk on this type of account? That's that's uh, one thing that, you know, this person pointed out and I would say we uh, strongly agree with uh, that sequence of returns risk is something to be aware of. Um, the, the columnist goes on to comment, again, saying it very nicely that you, you probably, I can only speak in general terms, you probably want to talk to someone specific about your, your situation and your family situation because it's not just about how much money you have. You've done a great job of saving and accumulating. Uh, the first thing they point out is, well, you're retiring before 59 and a half. And the person in their question pointed that out too. They said, I know I'm retiring before 59 and a half, so I'm not going to touch my qualified accounts. Qualified is a technical term for my retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks. Uh, we get penalties if we withdraw before 59 and a half. And so, uh, well, then what do we have left to tap into? It's our non-retirement accounts. And so what what is important to understand is that there's also strategies there. So if the, if there's money in 401k 
and you're retiring before 59 and a half, you can actually tap into those a little bit earlier at age 55. Um, and most most 401ks would allow for that. So that's something that, worth, that is worth checking into with your retirement plan if you're in that scenario. The other thing that I think is important to think about if someone is retiring early is it's actually not listed in this article, but, uh, uh, you know, thinking through we've done a good job saving, but how much do we actually need in retirement? We do a big, uh, have a big conversation around all of this when we're working through our process with clients, with people that are interested in what we do. And it's all about understanding their spending. And in our eyes, it's two simple categories, your, your, your uh, needs and your wants. Needs are paying the bills and, you know, keeping the lights on, staying fed and staying relatively happy. And then our wants are the things that we want out of retirement, the exciting stuff, whether that's, you know, travel or hanging out with the kids and grandkids or, you know, membership to something that we never had time for while we were working. Those what the wants are. Knowing that is going to be crucial, those two columns of needs and wants, understanding that is going to be crucial to be able to to develop somewhat of a, a withdrawal strategy. Um, and then if there's going to be any type of income coming in the door from pension, so security, not so security in their case, but for for the average retiree, so security, uh, they're going to be retiring after 60. So that's going to be something to be uh, immediately thinking about. Also, at that eight, earlier retirement age, and be really before Medicare, before 65, we have to think about heightened cost of insurance, life uh, not life insurance, but health insurance. And for a significant period of time, whether if you're retiring at 55, well, that's 10 years of private insurance, potentially, which can be pretty expensive. Or if you're retiring at 60 or 62 even, you still have to cover that gap until you reach 65, where medical now is under Medicare and it can become a little bit more affordable. Um, the other thing to start thinking about, and this is what I see, is that I see opportunities. If we're able to retire early at 55 in this person's scenario, I'm not just wanting to know, well, how, where do I withdraw from? Now I'm saying, well, where do I withdraw from to make this strategy effective? And the strategy is a conversation with me and that person of saying, well, what are our goals here? Uh, we've built up sizable qualified accounts. IRA accounts. Now, in the article, I don't know if it's all pre-tax or if there's Roth money in there, but let's just assume it's all pre-tax. Well, we've got from 55 until, in their case, age 75 is when required minimum distribution start. So we've got 20 years that we could do some pretty cool stuff to uh, start doing what we call Roth conversion, start converting that pre-tax money to tax-free money. And this does a few things. One, we're potentially at a lower tax rate than we have ever been. One, because we're not working anymore, right? So our income has gone down. We're in control of our income to a degree because uh, we're generating it ourselves. Uh, and and the other is uh, our our taxes in, potentially in the future are going up, right? So we always have the conversation of, well, what is our what are our goals and what do we really want to focus on? And then we line to that. So if I have someone in front of me that says, I'm worried about taxes and I'm worried that all of my money is in 401k, well, then maybe their goal is to start considering Roth conversions over time. And that is something that I see very clearly that could be an option for this person that wrote the question in. 
Uh, they got 25 years before, or sorry, 20 years before they have these required minimum distributions, which are forced distributions by the IRS on any of your IRA or pre-tax assets. Uh, and if we can dwindle those numbers down by doing Roth conversions, yes, we're still paying the taxes, but now it's a strategy that we are employing and we're still able to withdraw what we need to cover our lifestyle. While now we're talking about a long-term plan and a long-term focus that's going to make the plan for us over time better, but also for leaving money behind, even better for the inheritors uh, if they're inheriting tax-free money versus uh, pre-tax money. Um, so I think that's a, a huge point there as well, um, is that no, no matter when you retire, you want to understand, well, what is my retirement plan looking like from a perspective of what's coming in the door, what's going to be going out the door, and taking time to think through that, what the actual numbers are, uh, and then what opportunities do I have before I hit hit certain uh, milestones of my retirement career? So one of the milestones is, well, I reached the age where I can take Social Security. I can take it early. I can take it at full retirement age. I can take it at 70. There's pros and cons to everything, right? Another milestone is going to be Medicare. Uh, something that is a whole episode in itself is Medicare IRMA, I-R-M-A-A, which is a surcharge that if you make too much money in retirement, then Medicare is going to put a surcharge on your Medicare premiums, part part B and part D. So it's one of those things that I tell people is that you turn one knob in retirement, right? And maybe that knob is taking out money from a, a taxable account or an IRA. You turn that knob on and it's going to move a bunch of other knobs. And we want to be aware of what those knobs are from a, and whether that is a, a, a penalty or is it a, a shift in our tax bracket or is it a IRMA surcharge that's coming into place that's going to make our Medicare more expensive? Uh, is it bringing Social Security into more of a taxable status? Uh, and, you know, so those are the things that we want to be looking at from more of a holistic perspective. I'll end the episode here with this this thought here of uh, the, the person responding to, to the article, the columnist, the journalist, is saying that now when it comes to a withdrawal strategy, a lot of people are going to going to kind of think about uh, periods of time or or investment strategies for that period of time. And we do something very similar. We do something called a bucket approach, which is simplistic by nature, has some complexities within it. But the idea is, is we want every one of our clients to be able to explain the why behind, why do we do this and why do we do that? The bucket for us is pretty simple. We've got cash, we've got safety, and we've got growth. And our cash is going to be our bank money. Really, that's our emergency fund that we've been told to keep there. Some of our clients like to have more cash available. Some of our clients like to have less cash available so that they can have their money at work. Whatever that number is to you, we don't really care, provided that it does not impact the retirement plan. Then we have our safety bucket, and our safety bucket is there to speak to that idea of sequence of returns risk. If we have a bucket, an investment segment that can make a return, but it's low risk, it's relatively, uh, it's not really subject to market volatility, right? The markets go up and down, up and down, and that's where sequence of return risk comes into play. If we can take away the volatility of the market and we can make a return, well, all of a sudden we have predictability in now our plan. If our safety bucket is where 
we are primarily drawing from, and we're never worried about this bucket going down due to a market crash or a 20-30% dip in the S&P, well then now we've almost alleviated sequence of returns risk. And then, now we have our third and final bucket, which is growth. Growth is there for the longer term. Growth is there to have volatility. Growth is a stock market. We know it's going to go up. We know it's going to go down. Over time, it is going to go up. We have to give it the time to do that. And if we are tapping into it every single month for our $5,000 a month that we need to live off of, well, it hinders its ability to, ability to do what? It hinders its ability to grow over time. Now, we can tap into it, you know, if we need it for a vacation or, you know, an emergency. It is a liquid bucket. It is a stock market. If we need it, we can tap into it. But imagine if we only use it once a year versus every month on the first of the month to get our expenses out. All of a sudden, this bucket has the ability to sit and do what it's going to do, which is grow over time. Um, and so that's really the the simplistic view of what how we approach the bucket system and really a withdrawal strategy. A withdrawal strategy to me is let's have things set up to where uh, we've got risk in alignment, we've got predictability in alignment, and we've, and we've thought about our goals, right? If our goal is Roth conversions for the next generation, well, that is going to be one, a, one type of withdrawal strategy. If our goal is just to keep our taxes as low as possible, that is going to be a different type of withdrawal strategy. Um, and so, so these are the things that we want to be talking about in our, in our, um, retirement focused financial strategy meetings. Uh, and I think this article, again, we'll, we'll put the link in the show notes, but I think this article is really good just to kind of reiterate that, you know, not everyone does this for a living and people have these questions. We get these questions all the time, but you know, it's, it's, and it's, they've got four and a half million, but I'll tell you the person that has 10 million has the same questions person that has a few hundred thousand has the same question. Have I done a good enough job? Can I actually retire at the date that I want to retire? And how does this all play out, right? This isn't my area of expertise. So what are the questions that I should be asking? What do I not know that I should know? Um, but all in all, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a good article to bring to our podcast and kind of make it a little bit more relatable. But um Obviously, there's going to be a blog article written on this episode if you like to read rather than listen. Uh, but thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next Monday. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.